Hello, everyone. Welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Bertovich. Gage, welcome back in. Tough week last week, personally, but a good week for us picking. Yeah, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started here, and neither one of our teams did well. But, like you said, the pickums, I think we both did very well on. I went 10-5. and five. You also went 10-5 and five last week. I can't argue bringing with that. Our, bringing my total up 36 and 24, and you're 34 and 26. We are well above 500 right now, looking pretty good. And let's just aim to keep it that way. Yeah, the uh, one o'clock games kind of got us last week. That's yeah. where we lost almost all of ours. Mm-hmm. But after that, we were spot on. So anybody listening, you want to go with those picks? Roll with them because we're rolling right now, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm upset that I don't do any sports betting, but maybe I should get into that. Oh, yeah. Well, it just became legal uh, here in Kentucky last week, and uh, last weekend was a pretty big weekend. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's fun to get into there. Uh, right now going on, there is a Thursday night game as we are recording this on Thursday. The Bears are taking it to the Commanders right now in Washington, D.C., 17 to nothing in the second quarter. With 12 minutes and 55 seconds to go, DJ Moore has 137 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Gage, what is up? DJ Moore is going insane. And I know, I think it was Chris Collinsworth said that he's having a career in one night. I DJ Moore's going off, it's not even halftime. Justin Fields is looking incredible. The offensive line is giving him the protection he needs. I'm just very um, weary yet to say, oh, yeah, they got this in the bag considering the game they had last week against Denver. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're not going to pick this game, of course, but, you know, this is the team that everybody's been talking about in the beginning of the season. You know, the Bears, Justin Fields, new quarterback. We haven't seen it until last week. They kind of showed a little spark, but it was Denver. And now, right now, they are just – laying it to the commanders right now dj moore had over 100 yards in the first quarter alone <laughs> like you said a career game in the first half already it is insane and it's crazy to think of like the first couple weeks their offense wasn't able to do anything and then all of a sudden chase claypool's inactive for the second straight game in a row and they've been able to put up a lot of points coincidence i don't know yeah that Chase Claypool situation there, I seen where their GM said, mentioned something about him today, good luck to him or something. So I don't see that working out real well for the Bears, or for Claypool at least. It might work out better for the Bears, but I don't see Claypool playing in Chicago anymore, and he may be out of the league altogether. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if in a week or two, if they were to just cut him, if they can't find a trade partner for him. And Claypool might resort to playing in the XFL or the CFL or something like that. Yeah, uh, former Steeler who had a promising beginning to his career, and it's just been downhill after, like, the second season that he was there. And, yeah, don't yeah. know, really. <laughs> yeah, he had a great rookie year and then found TikTok, and that's all it wrote. <laughs> that was it. Juju Smith-Schuster just <laughs> took him down the wrong path. All right, man. So let's get into it here. This Sunday coming up will be the first game we'll talk about, 9.30 a.m., the London Jaguars. I'm I'm sorry, the Jacksonville Jaguars 
will be playing the Buffalo Bills in London. Buffalo is a five and a half points favorite. Gage, who you like in this matchup? Uh, the Bills took down the team that scored 70 points last week and only held them to 20. T-Law hasn't had a game with more than one passing yard or passing touchdown. So I really think if there's any way that Jacksonville beats Buffalo, he's going to need to throw for more than one touchdown. Because he's in this long stretch of games without multiple touchdown passes, I'm going to take Buffalo, and I'll take the points on that one. I'm also going to go with Buffalo on this. Uh, Jacksonville did play a lot better last week against the Falcons, and also they'll have that um, you know, familiarity of already being over in London, playing a week in London. But uh, there's no st- Toy Story game this week. We don't get to see a cartoon version of Booger McFarlane. So uh, <laughs> the Bills look very impressive against the Dolphins. I will take the Bills in that one to win and cover as well. The first 1 o'clock game, the Houston Texans travel to Atlanta to face the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, you saw the Texans up close and personal last week. Who you like in this matchup? For you to say that the Falcons are a favorite in this game surprises the heck out of me. The Falcons, I mean, they had a good run game going to begin with, and then teams learned to hone in on that. And then their passing game just has not been anything, really. You know, you have a, a first-round tight end in Kyle Pitts that you're not even using. The Texans, on the other hand, they've been firing on all cylinders. They might not have a great run game going, but C.J. Stroud... I think last two weeks hasn't been sacked. The offensive line has been playing great for him. He's been getting the ball out quick. Hasn't had a single turnover. I think he's very promising along with his wide receivers that surround him. I'll take the Texans on this one. I'm going to agree with you, man. I'm going to go with the Texans on this one too. CJ Stroud and Nico Collins, that connection still is just, you know, working really well for them. Uh, the Texans last week, you know, putting up 30, and D'Amico Ryans is the coach. He's a defensive guy and only giving up six points, and he's you know, like a passionate coach and everything. And the Falcons just did not look impressive. Like you said, quarterback play hasn't been very good this season. Uh, not sure if Desmond Ritter is going to be the long-term answer in Atlanta. But right for this game, give me the Texans in this one. The Texans are on a roll, and I think they continue. The next matchup. The winless Carolina Panthers traveled to Detroit to face the 3-1 and one Detroit Lions. Detroit is a 10-point favorite. Gage, who you like in this one? I think that the Lions would have been good at all this season. I think if you would have said that in the beginning of the year, people would have laughed at you. But now you look at it, it's like they have something brewing within that offense. David Montgomery's on fire. The rookie tight end, Sam Laporta, who is statistically like either tight end one or tight end two in the league. And then you have what I believe is a very underrated receiving core with St. Brown, Raymond, and Reynolds. The Panthers are still trying to figure things out. Bryce Young is suffering behind that offensive line and not really having any weapons on his team. I'll take Detroit on this one, and I'll take the points. Ten points is a lot, but I think they'll be able to, to close that for me. Carolina's winless so far. Carolina has not really looked all that great all season. Detroit has been impressive, you know, beating the Chiefs an opening weekend. 
Like you said, that offense is fun to watch. They've got plenty of weapons, underrated receiving core. I believe an underrated quarterback. Uh, I will take the Lions in this one, too. The Lions will uh, cover as well. Uh, I don't think Jared Goff is a poor man's Matt Ryan, as Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> said last week on uh, Amazon. And uh, Jared Goff called him out after the game on that. So uh, I-, I saw that. I was like, oh, man, that's – that's got to build some tension between the two there. Absolutely. Uh, so the next game is uh, the Tennessee Titans will travel to Indianapolis to face the Indianapolis Colts. Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorite. I witnessed the Titans last week up close and personal. And, yeah, Gage, who you like in this matchup? Well, the Colts, you know, they're supposed to get Jonathan Taylor back this week, but we don't really know if he's going to be on, like, a snap count or anything like that. Like you said, the the Titans shockingly defeated Cincinnati last week, and not by a little, by a lot. <laughs> um, running back-wise, basically Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think they're pretty equally matched when they're both on fire. But like I said, Jonathan Taylor might be on a snap count, might not be. We don't know. And Tennessee, Derrick Henry showed last week he can run the ball and throw the ball. Um, I'll take the Titans on this one. And I think they cover. Yeah, Titans cover. So last week, Tennessee come in and just put a whooping on the Bengals. That game was over with at halftime. Ryan Tannehill looked like Ryan Tannehill two years ago. Derrick Henry, the same thing. D-hop looked like the old D-hop. And just, you know, where was this offense the first three weeks of the season? <laughs> yeah, nowhere to be found. But the Bengals roll into town. They find themselves. Uh, the Colts last week, they, they lose. Uh, I think they'll lose again this week, even though this is at home. Like you said, Jonathan Taylor's just coming back off an injury. Don't know how if he's going to be on a snap count or what. Don't know if he'll be even ready when he comes in, you know, to fully be, you know, himself without getting any of those live reps in. Mm-hmm. Give me the Titans. Give me the points. Titans win over the Colts. The next matchup, New York Giants coming off of their wonderful performance on Monday night. <laughs> Travel to Miami to face the 3-1 and Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are a 12-point favorite. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? Not only did the Giants suffer a horrendous loss to Seattle, they also lost a couple key parts of their offense. Their center, center, John Michael Schmitz, and their tight end, Daniel Bellinger, who were both hurt on a fourth-and-one tush-push attempt. Maybe, you know, the tush-push isn't exactly something for all teams like we talked about last week, and I don't think the Giants will do that again. Along with that, Daniel Jones has been awful this season and even not knowing if Barkley will be back or not I think even if he was there would be no way that uh, the Giants would win this one give me the Dolphins on this and I'll take the points Miami's coming off of their first loss of the season after recording 70 points the week before they come back last week and Buffalo humbles them in Buffalo Miami's going to be mad in this game they're going to be ready to just pound somebody Poor New York Giants. Poor Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. The guy got sacked 10 times the other night. That offensive line is horrible. Like you said, they lost their center, and that's not going to help anything at all. 
Dolphins are going to win, and they're going to they're going to cover the spread in this one. It's not going to be pretty. No. The New Orleans Saints will travel to Boston, Foxborough, to face the New England Patriots. This is an even line with the over under thirty nine and a half. Gage, who do you like in this matchup? After seeing both of these teams get absolutely smoked last week, I'm not surprised to hear that it's an even line. And 39.5 seems like a very fair number for both of these offenses that have just stuttered their way through the season. The weapons that New Orleans has with Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Alvin Kamara, a veteran quarterback in Derek Carr, you wouldn't think that they would be having as much offensive troubles that they're having. But I think it's just so much better with New England. Um, they lost their rookie corner, Christian Gonzalez, and one of their best linebackers and Matthew Judon. Today, we heard that uh, Ramondre Stevenson was limited at practice, so not sure if he'll play. I'm sure he will, but there's always that chance that he doesn't. I'll take New Orleans in this match for me. Obviously, being an even uh, keel on the spread. Uh, 39 and a half, though, I think that game goes over. New England Patriots just traded for J.C. Jackson. They got him back from Los Angeles to kind of replace Gonzalez there. The Patriots looked absolutely dreadful last week, but so did the Saints. We thought the Saints-Bucks matchup was going to be a good one because usually Saints-Bucks matchups are good. Yeah. Was not uh, Patriots went down. They they faced a mad Dallas team, and Dallas put it on them. With that being said, this game's in Foxborough. Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick. I believe somehow, some way, he's going to find a way to get this team a win. Because if not, he, somebody's got to start asking questions. Would he be on the hot seat? Because this year has not been pretty at all for the Patriots. Their only win was against the Jets. Without Rodgers, of course, and they have not looked good any other time. Give me the Patriots, though, in this one. I'm going to take the Patriots, and I'm going to take the under. It's going to be an ugly game, but I'll take the under and the Patriots. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Our last 1 o'clock game. You thought that over-under was low. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens travel to Pittsburgh to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 38. Gage, who are you liking uh, this matchup? I will never pick Pittsburgh again until they fire Matt Canada. <laughs> uh, some just, like, stats that I found. Matt Canada's offense, 4.9 average plays per drive, 32nd in the league. 21.4 average yards per drive, 32nd in the league. A minute and 59 seconds is the average drive length, 32nd in the league. Last week against the Texans, you have fourth and one, and your running back, Najee Harris, has been averaging about five a carry, and you line up in shotgun and get your starting quarterback hurt. Matt Canada does, does not deserve a job in the NFL, the CFL, the XFL, high school football, or even peewee football. He should go back to wherever he came from because – Looking at his college stats, he wasn't even good there. So what he's doing on an NFL team, could not tell you. Kenny Pickett it says he's going to play this week. I think it would be a good idea if they just started Trubisky or Rudolph 
let Pickett heal more, and let Rudolph and Trubisky try and lead this team and take some more uh, heat, you could call it, from the Steelers fan base. Give me the Ravens, give me the points, and just because it's going against the Steelers defense, I'll take the under. Man, uh, ugly performance last week for the Steelers. We talked about it earlier. We hit on it was a rough week personally for both our teams. The Ravens went and they beat down Cleveland. I don't see Pittsburgh competing with with the Ravens in this matchup. I know it's AFC North and it's a big rivalry and everything, but right now the Ravens, aside from the loss that they had to Indianapolis a couple weeks ago, have been rocking and rolling all year, and I don't see that stopping this early in the season. Give me the Ravens. Give me the points. Uh, I'll take the under only because I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think Baltimore, you know, they'll win by at least 10, I would say. Mm -hmm. Now we'll switch to the 4 o'clock games. The Philadelphia Eagles travel out to Inglewood, California to face the L.A. Rams. Eagles are a four-point favorite. Gage. You got in this one. So the Eagles offense seems like they have finally found their groove. AJ Brown last week with two touchdowns and 170 plus yards on nine catches. Jalen Hurts going over 300 passing yards finally. DeAndre Swift having another great game. The Rams, however, they get Cooper Cup back to pair him with Puka and Tutu in the passing game. The running backs for these teams have been playing above expectations. Cam Akers gets traded. Kyron Williams really takes over. I believe he had two scores last week. DeAndre Swift, it feels like he's running for 120-plus yards every week. Um, I just don't think that the Rams' offense will be able to keep up with Philly. Give me Philly for this one. Give me the points. The Rams come back off of a loss to the Bengals on Monday night to defeat Indianapolis in overtime. Matthew Stafford, like you said, is getting Cooper Cup back. He'll have Nakua, all the weapons out there for him. Philly is still Philly. Although they squeaked by the Commanders last week, that's a rivalry game. But Philly's going out west. Give me Philly. Give me the points. And – Correct me if I'm wrong. Have we disagreed on a game yet? I, I believe we're all we're all in this together, man. So I, far, I think we are. I feel like there was oh, the one we disagreed on was the Saints and Patriots. You took the Pats, That's I it. took the Saints. Right, you're right, you're right. But yeah, so far, man. I mean, it's we're pretty close on these right here. But uh, yeah, right now I'll take that. The next game, four o'clock, the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Arizona <laughs> to face the Arizona Cardinals. The Bengals are a three-point favorite. And also, in this game, this thing right here will show me how much tickets are as low as. <laughs> tickets are as low as 17 bucks if you want to travel to Glendale to watch the Bengals in that Cardinals. The lowest one on here right now. Gage, <laughs> what about it? I might have to take Arizona to catch a game. Although, between these two teams, I don't think it'd be any good. I think $17 is still too high. Um. <laughs> This might be another game that we disagree on. I'll be interested to hear what you say. The Bengals have looked very, very rough this season. And looking at the records, you could say the same thing about the Cardinals, but they've actually done very well. Josh Dobbs has, I think, pro proven everybody wrong and has shown that he can throw, he can run. He's basically like a, a, a Walmart brand of Justin Fields. 
Um, the Bengals, on the other hand, you know, Burrow said this week that he's 100% over the calf injury. Didn't know he was still dealing with it. So I'm surprised that he says that. Um, you know, and even in the loss last week to the 49ers, the Cardinals being able to move the ball on the ground and in the air was very surprising against a top-tier defense. I'm going to take Arizona in this one. So you're all right. We are going to disagree on this one. I'm picking the Bengals. I, I mean, they've got to start winning some games. But last week, Joe Burrow, if he says he's 100% over that calf injury, he needs to go out and he needs to prove it. He needs to be mobile in the pocket. He is immobile back there and just a standing target for anybody to come and tee off on him. He's got to move around. Speaking of tee, tee Higgins, hurting ribs. Don't know if he's going to play or not. I don't know what the deal is there, but Jamar Chase, he'll be out there. They've got to get that connection going. Got to get that running game going, and that defense has got to play better than they did last week with all the stupid penalties that they made. It seems like every time they had a third down, they were making some dumb penalty on the other end and giving a first down to the Titans. They've got to clean it up. I think they'll get it back together. Arizona's a team you should beat. It is at Arizona's place. Like you said, Joshua Dobbs has been like a you know great value brand of Justin Fields, but hey, it's worked for them. They've been competitive in every game that they've played in. It'll be competitive. But I think the Bengals will win, and I'll uh, give it a push. The 425 game, marquee, one of the marquee games of the week. The New York Jets <laughs> fly out to Denver to face the Denver Broncos. Denver is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Tickets are $57 here, Gage, so it's a little, you know, you know, for a national spotlight game, you know. Who are you liking this one? Those ticket prices must have rose after seeing how Zach Wilson played last week. He out, I think he became the first quarterback in the NFL to outplay Patrick Mahomes stat-wise. He might have still lost, but he had less turnovers, more touchdowns, and more yards than Mahomes did. The first quarterback, Zach Wilson, that boggled my mind when I heard that. And Denver's coming off, you know, like we mentioned earlier, uh, a come-from-behind win like no one has ever seen. Can the Jets keep it up, though? I don't know. And like I said, the Broncos down last week, but it was against Chicago, who <laughs> isn't good, like we mentioned. Um, I think that Zach Wilson can continue his play, can continue building that connection with Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall is supposedly not going to be on a snap count anymore, which I thought they said in when he came back that he wasn't going to be on a snap count, but it was obvious that he was. Brees Hall being out there, I think, makes a world of difference for this team. I'll take the Jets on this one. You've got to get Brees Hall involved more if you're the Jets. Like you said, if he was on a snap count or not, you've got to get him involved now. Uh, they played last week, played really well. Like Zach Wilson balled out that game. I don't know if he was trying to impress, impress Taylor Swift or what happened up there, but <laughs> He looked pretty good. He made a you know a mistake on that fumble there, but the holding penalty that they called on Sauce Gardner, oh. I thought Robert Sala was going to punch an official or something. He was mad. 
if you would have put helmet and shoulder pads on that guy, he would have been the most dangerous man on the field at the time. That's how fired up he was. Yeah, go ahead. And Robert Sala had every right to be mad. I do yes. not think that holding penalty should have been a penalty at all. And no, it in turn cost the Jets the game, essentially. Yeah, it did. And after that, the Chiefs could just run out the clock, which they did. But that right there, you know, the Jets played out of their minds last week. Denver, they beat Chicago in Chicago, two teams that aren't very good. Give me the Jets in this one. I think the Jets are just, like you said, hopefully they'll be able to keep it up. We'll see if they can. Give me the Jets. And, of course, they'll cover because they're the underdog. <laughs> the other marquee 425 game, the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Minnesota to face the Minnesota Vikings. Kansas City is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I have not heard of any reports of Taylor Swift showing up or not. <laughs> Gage, who are you liking this one? I think it's just a, a common factor now that Taylor Swift will be at the Chiefs game uh, until her and Kelsey break up. Uh, <laughs> both of these offenses this season have shown the ability to fire on all cylinders. But there is one um, standing factor between these two teams, and it's the fact that one of these teams has a defense, the other one does not. Kansas City has that defense. The Vikings, they have let down Kirk Cousins so much. Last week, Kirk throws, I believe it was two picks, the one was a pick six. Okay, he has a bad game. But the previous weeks, what's the excuse? It's the defense. Kansas City, you know, they have Kelsey, they have some speed in their receivers. Isaiah Pacheco, last week, he looked like that if he didn't score in every touch that he was going to get, that he was going to go to jail the way he was running. Um, I'll take Kansas City on this one, and I do think they cover. Minnesota's 1-3. and three, Kansas City's 3-1. and one. They're playing up in Minnesota. Kansas City coming off of that close game. Like you said, Pacheco, a heck of a running back. Like, all the time. That being said, Minnesota is usually – they get a they get a win that they're not supposed to get like over Buffalo last year. I know it's I know it's a four twenty five game and and it's usually one o'clock Kirk, but I am going to take the upset special in Minnesota this week. I'm going to take the Vikings to defeat the Chiefs in a shootout. The over under is fifty two. Oh, wow. uh, we're going way over on this one. It's going to be a shootout in this one. It's going to be a fun one to watch go with minnesota now rolling into the sunday night game this is probably the game of the week right here the dallas cowboys travel out west to face the san francisco 49ers san francisco is a four-point favorite gage who you like in this matchup i feel that the 49ers are absolutely unbeatable when they're fully healthy and coming into this coming week, they are fully healthy. You have CMC, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, just to name a few on the offense. And then you go to the defensive side, you have Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Hufanga. There is no weak spot, I believe, on this 49ers team. 
Then you look at the Cowboys, and it's like, oh, you guys lost to Arizona. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I don't know if there's a team that can beat the 49ers right now. Maybe Philly. Maybe Philly. With that being said, I'll take the Niners on this, and I'll take the points. I'm going to agree with you on this one here. The Niners are the best team in the NFL right now, and when healthy, I don't see anybody beating them. Of course, there's going to be injuries. That's what happened to them last year when they had to start Josh Johnson in a playoff game. (laughs) This year, they've got the pieces everywhere. Like you said, offense, defense. They are just too much. I mean, for Dallas, Dallas, you know, coming off a big win last week over the Patriots, a beatdown. But the week before they lost to Arizona, in Arizona, this game's in San Fran. The Niners are going to win. They're going to cover. It may be a two-touchdown game right here. Mm -hmm. But it'll be interesting to see. Now we switch over to the Monday night game. The Green Bay Packers travel to Las Vegas to face the Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas is a one-point favorite. Devontae Adams playing his old team. Who are you liking this one, Gage? I know that Jimmy G didn't play last week because he had the concussion. So, you know, people might say, oh, they didn't win last week because Jimmy G wasn't playing. No, Jimmy G has been bad all year. Uh, He's been a full participant at practice. At least today he was. I expect him to play this week. The You know, he leads the league in interceptions, I believe, still. And they have yet to get Devontae Adams consistently. He had the big game against Pittsburgh, and then that really was it for him. And on the other side, the Packers, we know, can be successful. They have the potential. They have a great running back, very solid wide receivers. Uh, Jordan Love, at quarterback, who I think could be something for their future. Maybe not a Hall of Fame quarterback, but definitely something that they could ride with for a couple years, you know, get a couple playoff wins, and then say, you know, later to them. Give me the Packers in this one. And, oh. yeah. Oh, Packers. sorry, sorry. Oh, you're good. And Packers on this one, and no point coverage. I'm also going to go with the Packers in this one. Uh, like you said, the Raiders, uh, Jimmy G, you know, was in concussion protocol last week, but it really didn't matter if it was him or O'Connell out there quarterbacking. It don't matter this week either. They got Devontae Adams. The Packers don't. But it doesn't matter because look who's throwing to him. It's Jimmy G. They used to say all Jimmy G does is win. But who was he with when he was winning all that? Who was around him? That roster in San Francisco is ridiculous. And, you know, Brock Purdy is, you know, he controls the the game pretty good. But I'm pretty sure you could put some just middle-of-the-pack quarterback like a Jimmy G and make an NFC championship game a couple times and possibly a Super Bowl, which is what happened. Give me the Packers in this one, and I think that they will, of course, they'll cover. The bye week this week, teams, is the stinking Cleveland Browns, the Los Angeles Chargers, Seattle Seahawks, and the Tampa Bay Bucks. So this week I can't pick against the Bucks because they're on a bye. (laughs) It hasn't worked out too well for me yet, so I won't get a loss in that one at least. And, and, you know, you said about the Chargers, too. 
watching Khalil Mack go off last week for six oh, sacks, man. that was incredible to watch. It was like they could have triple teamed him, and he still would have got through. It's like he's back. I mean, we haven't heard from Khalil Mack for a while, but it, it was the return of the Mack yeah. last week with the six sacks. It, like you said, it was amazing to watch. Uh, what game are you looking most forward to watching this week, Gage, aside from your Steelers? I think this one, you'll be surprised to hear, the Bengals and the Cardinals. Just because both teams have struggled so much, but I love watching the Cardinals because at the beginning of the season, it was like, oh, you know, they're going to tank for Caleb Williams and all this. And Josh Dobbs has kind of stepped in and said, no, we're, you know, trying to win here. And the Bengals, it's like, can they get back on track? Can Joe Burrow pick it up? Can T. Higgins get a game where he goes over 50 yards? I I think it will be interesting to see. And I love Joe Mixon, so. And you probably kind of got a little soft spot for Josh Dobbs, too, former Pittsburgh quarterback, right? Is that a little bit of that? A little bit of that, <laughs> yeah, and James Conner at running back. Exactly, yep, James Conner. My, my game I'm looking forward to, it's going to be that Kansas City-Minnesota game uh, just because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game for some reason. Like you said, you know, the Chiefs have got the better defense, and the only way Minnesota is going to win is offense, but they got to go against that defense. But like I said, I think that Minnesota is going to pull off the upset, and it's going to be a shootout. So that's the one I'm most looking forward to. All right, man, so that's week five picks in the books. Uh, you got anything else, man? Uh, just real quickly, um, Cole Komet went in and scored another touchdown for the Bears. The Bears lead 27-3. to I almost want to say that it's not even halftime yet, so I think the Chicago Bears have this one in the bag. Uh, but once again, anything can happen like we saw last week with them. Well, congratulations to the Bears on their first win of the season. Um, I may be saying that prematurely. I mean, Washington can come out here and get four touchdowns in the second half and it'd be over with. <laughs> but, you, uh, yeah. you, you probably just jinxed Chicago. <laughs> now would be a good time to go put money line on the Commanders <laughs> to win <laughs> middle game parlay. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on again this week. We'll come back again next week. Hopefully – well, I mean, we had almost all the same picks, so hopefully – we're about the same record next week. We had like yeah. three games different, I think. Yep, I'm very surprised that on how much we have agreed on. <laughs> yeah. We've been a little off, you know, the first four weeks, but I don't know. Maybe we're starting to connect a little bit here. and We're all just going to pick the same thing every week. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> all right, man. We'll see you later, man. All righty. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Yay!